You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hello, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. What am I doing here today? I already did one of these yesterday. I'm under no obligation to do more than one of these. Actually, whenever the hell I want to. (laughs) There's no strict schedule. There's none of that. It's just whenever I feel I need to vent or get something that's inside of me on through the outside of me to other ears or whatever it is I'm doing here. Whenever I feel like doing a podcast, I'll do a damn podcast. And I felt like doing one today. It's Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, Thanksgiving for me, like I I just said on last night's podcast, I don't really do Thanksgiving. I don't really do Christmas. I don't do Easter. I don't do these, you know, just I I don't have a problem with them. If you like doing these things, then absolutely do them. I love the fact that you guys all have these big families they get together. My son has a huge family here in town with on his mom's side, so I would never ever dream of robbing him of spending time with that huge family. Um, my mom lives in Detroit. I live in Colorado. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's just another day for me. I'm, it's a chance to get caught up without being bothered so much, to, uh, you know, with work and everything. Um That sounds terrible. Oh, my uh, <laughs> my my headphones cord was on the strings. There we go, much better. Like I said, I'm trying to learn how to play guitar, so but I'm gonna do something a little different today. There's not gonna be product placements. There's not gonna be dungeons of douche. There's not gonna be ranting and ravings. There's not gonna be a, a an opening headlines segment. There's not gonna be a hall of respect. There's not gonna be <coughs> even a happy ending at this point. It's it's just going to be me sharing something with you not just my lack of guitar skills <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, one of these I can't I, I don't know how to get I, I don't know how to get all your fingers into the frets and how to find chords just willy nilly like it's really a hard thing for me I've wanted to learn how to play guitar my whole life and Anyway, it's it's not about me playing guitar at all. I'm just uh, just sidebarring here at the moment. My uh, and I've talked about this countless times on the podcast. My best friend of 21 years and my guitar player Dave Lukasik passed away earlier this year. I, I, it's still weird for me to say that. I mentioned it yesterday on the podcast, and and then I start thinking, you know, this is his daughter's, uh, I guess, first ever Thanksgiving without him, and. I'm hoping she's not listening because I'm not trying to, you know, get attention from her her tragedy and how she feels. It's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm going through my own stuff as well. Um, you know, he's just I, there's maybe five people I would always call or reach out to and say Happy Thanksgiving or Happy Turkey Day or to send him a picture of a fucking turkey or something funny. And he was always one of them. So you know, brother to the end. Um. But we have a whole, uh, <clears throat> like I said yesterday, listen to the podcast yesterday if you haven't heard it. Um, he used to send me emails all the time, um, just music. And it would be uh, just a 
amazing stuff. That's not amazing, but he would just send me music. I'd put vocals over it. Sometimes I'd go back to Oklahoma. We'd work on the other parts together, and I was basically singer, sometimes drummer. He was everything else. Um, and I don't have that anymore, but he has left me with enough music for at least an album and a half. Uh, <clears throat> and we have two albums out, uh, one that's on iTunes right now. And I just lost my pick. <laughs> Shit. Oh, there it is. It's under my mouse pad. Okay. Anyway, um, this is just an extra bonus little side podcast thing. We have a lot of music together that I'm really proud of. And maybe you haven't heard it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, maybe you haven't heard any of it. Um, but I'd really like to share some stuff with you. And uh, that's really what I want to do. I, I'll share some of the new stuff with you that we actually have done already. And... Some of the really old stuff from back in 2000 and some of the stuff in the last album, which was uh, Take, it, Take It to the Yard was in 2000. Last Room on the Right was in uh, 2017, and uh, that's on iTunes right now if you want to go check it out. Uh, the band that we've always, the band name that Dave and I always had gone under was One-Eyed Buffalo. It's not a penis reference, not at all. Um, pretty sure neither one of us could back that up, but uh, it was uh, Tractor. We met in Korea. And um, <clears throat> we basically started playing music from the day we met. I saw him carrying around a guitar. I said, hey, 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 I'm a drummer. I'm a drummer. And they had this place in uh, Korea on Camp Stanley called the Players Club. It was just this building in the middle of the, of the post, and it was cram-packed with music instruments, like drums and recording stuff and microphones and, and just amps everywhere and PA systems. And this guy named Mr. Flowers, uh, <laughs> Lawrence Flowers, I don't know if he's even alive anymore, but he uh, was kind of in charge of it. And um, he was uh, kind of an asshole after a while because that place was like nobody used it. It was really weird because it was always empty until me and Dave showed up on Camp Stanley in Korea. So, you know, once we showed up, we were using that son of a bitch almost every single day. And for some reason, he just didn't like us. Maybe it's because we were playing rock music or something. I don't know. Who knows, who knows, who knows, who cares at this point? But uh, Dave and I won like some Battle of the Bands thing there. With uh, We had a full band at that point with Mike Strait on drums. Uh, before that was Lieutenant Bell. Here's a nice little story before I start playing some music. <clears throat> That's not a chord at all. Um, <laughs> Lieutenant Bell. Nice E chord for... Anyway, Lieutenant Bell was um, like in charge of the medical medical facility on Camp Stanley. So, and he was my first drummer in One Eyed Buffalo. wasn't very good drummer at all. Like he was pretty terrible, to be honest with you. But literally the most genuine, sweetest, nicest guy you'll ever meet in, in your life. And he, I think he was a first or second lieutenant in charge of, you know, sick bay or whatever you want to call it. We. And if I ever needed a day off or even a week off, I'd just go in and see Lieutenant Bell in the morning. You know, right before formation and be like, hey, Lieutenant Bell, I'm sick. <laughs> and he knew. He knew that I was bullshitting and he didn't give a shit. He'd write me what they call a profile. And here you go. Take a couple days off. I'm like, okie dokie. And one time, actually more than one time, I'd ask him for like a whole week off. And, you know, oh, yeah, he's sick. He's real sick. And, you know, 
everyone's starting to worry about me. I was sick so much, but I really wasn't sick. I was bullshitting. Um, so <laughs> anyway, that was my, uh, I, I, I used that guy. Even when he stopped being in the band and Mike Strait, uh, who was a sergeant on post, uh, ended up taking over that spot. Uh, even then, uh, Lieutenant Bell was really cool to us, and I got profiles all the time. And Anyway, I want to play a song um, that was written, actually, in Korea. Let me make sure I still have all this stuff, man. It's so, <laughs> If you're talking 20 years ago at this point, this song is called Got a Life. It's on the uh, Take It to the Yard um, album that we did back in 2000. The name of the album, Take It to the Yard, was actually something we used to say to each other whenever we were playfully arguing, like, hey, take it to the yard, man, and we go out there and wrestle. Uh, me and Dave never really did. I think maybe once, maybe once, and it was just, uh, you know, us goofing around, whatever. Uh, Dave was a tough dude. I didn't want to mess with him, especially back then when I was not a tough dude. Um, but, yeah, it's called uh, Got a Life, and I feel like a radio DJ all of a sudden. I kind of have that voice. All right, this is One-Eyed Buffalo with Got a Life. Uh, this song was kind of aimed at my mom and my stepdad at the time. So much has changed. Um, uh, when I joined the army, I felt like I got a life, you know, and, uh, this song is, uh, a lot of contradictions and things. And it, it was a very confusing time as anybody in their early twenties, but everything kind of fell apart for me in Detroit with the music scene and all that ended up homeless and just it was a it was a rough thing i'll talk about that in an eventual podcast but i might even have mentioned it actually in previous podcasts but it was a rough time and then i joined the army and uh i felt like i turned you know everything around and i i was real proud of myself and that's kind of what this song is about it's a little bit of a jab it's a it's a lot of things but i think the lyrics are <clears throat> some of the most fun ones that i've ever written and I'm really still to this day pretty proud of it. The production's not great, not as as it's been with the last couple albums and the ones coming out. But um, let you see what you think about it. It's called "Got a Life." Me and Dave, One-Eyed Buffalo. Straight down, got the edge, common sense. 
a hint with a guilty conscience Got a head left behind, left the blind leave the blind Got a life, got a life, and it's about damn time It's about damn time And it's about damn time And it's about damn time It's about time We're so proud of you It's about time We knew you'd come through It's about time Anything we can do It's about time It's about time It's a... That's a fun, fun song. It's, uh, <laughs> I like the, uh, I got time on my hands, but I'm still waiting. And I've got a beautiful wife, but I'm still masturbating. <sighs> There's some really good lyrics in there. I'm pretty proud of that stuff. If that we, me and Dave wrote that <clears throat> in his room in Korea. Uh, and we had this little, like, I think like a little four track, two track recorder or something where we'd have to. Like record again and again and again and again just to get a full you know band's take on there. We did it with uh, not this. This is not this was done in a studio, but before that there was a little like cassette recording type of thing that we did, and it was. Did I just drop my pick inside the guitar? Oh boy! Oh, it's on the floor. Okay, hang on. I've, I've been playing guitar for a week and a half, okay, people? I have no idea what I'm doing yet. So I'm just learning chords. I'm learning how to hold, strum, you know, power chords, little things like that. I got... Sounds like Chicago. Anyway, I'll shut up. Uh, but yeah, we wrote that in his room, and I, I'll never forget those days, man. I will never, ever, ever forget those days. There was two places that I connect with Dave, and it's his barracks room in Korea, which is why we named our last album Last Room on the Right, because that's where we did everything back in the day, man. We just sat in there and drank Korean beers, height or Obi Lagers or whatever it was, and just wrote songs and wrote, 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 wrote. Uh, eventually, they closed down the Players Club, and it was uh, a bummer. But uh, we just moved the party to his room. We had a little electronic drum set. 
it was just uh, <laughs> such a damn good time, man. And, and I always, and I have a lot of it on video too, which I need, the next album I'm going to be taking clips from all those videos, his voice, his music, everything, and putting them into the songs. And it's a massive undertaking that I have not even begun yet. So uh, actually I have begun. I did a re- couple rehearsal tracks uh, just to let Dave know what I had in mind for his songs. And um, some of them came out really good, so I'll play some of those as well. Another uh, song off of uh, Take It to the Yard was a song called Punching Bag. I was uh, (laughs) dating this Mexican girl named Cynthia Villalobos. Uh, Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Everybody on post wanted this girl. I think eh, maybe about a quarter of them had her. (laughs) That's mean to say, but I was one of them, so... Um, no, we just we, we kind of got there at the same time. We went through in processing at the same time, and uh, we went on some adventures and stuff, and ended up you know doing the old hookup stuff. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything to come out of it, of course, but it uh, it was fun. It was you know something to do while you while you're doing nothing, uh, someone to do while you're doing no one. And uh, anyway, she, she like started immediately after me started dating this guy that was like slapping her around and stuff, and like. And I was pissed and I was mad at her because I'm like, duh, I'm like right here. Like, come get me. And like, not only that, but like this guy had like this little tiny penis, according to her. She was like complaining to me. You know, it was a weird situation. I'm like, look, I would like to be with you. And then, um, but you're with this guy who you're complaining to me about this guy with. What, what is that? So anyways, um. She used to like do this little thing with her tongue where she could tie the cherry seed and all that, or the cherry stem. So that's mentioned in there. We used to flip a bottle cap. Like it, <laughs> we had this little game we did with a bottle cap. I'll, I'll leave it alone. Um, there's a lot of little hidden references on there and stuff. Like her mom said that it was meant to be, and it's in the stars to be with this other guy because he was Mexican and I'm white or whatever. I had some stupid shit like that. But anyway, she was a beautiful girl. I have no idea whatever came of, came of her. I barely saw her again after that, so... Um, yeah, I wrote a song called Punching Bag, which doesn't age well as far as the title goes, but I really like the song. Remember how my hands felt 
got your two-minute man with his two-inch and then laughter. Oh, man. <laughs> I like to say I've grown up a little bit, but I've often used music to just devastate somebody I was not happy with. And I'll get to a song um, called uh, VK Meteor. Um <laughs> that came off the last album. I might play that one. I'll play it right now. So I had an ex-girlfriend in 2012 that I broke up with, or we broke up. I don't even remember. Honestly, I don't remember what she looks like at this point. But at that point, it was really important, wasn't it? So I always tell people, like, yeah, you're going through a breakup. You're going through a divorce. But I tell you what, in a year's time, you won't even think about her. And it's true, because I don't even think about this chick anymore. Um, the song, the song, this song is on the Last Room on the Right, available now on iTunes if you like it. The song is called Raven VK Meteor. Meteor came from, um, Dave named this song Meteor. And I don't know why we kept it in there, but uh, VK was actually this girl's initials, who I won't say. And uh, Raven, she wanted to do this online porn stuff, so she named herself Raven. Uh, so I just kind of was kind of making fun of that. Um, anyway, it's a weird title. I wanted weird titles. I don't like just normal Titles that I like, like Radiohead or Pink Floyd titles that are you have to think about it and have to you have no idea what it's about. If someone says the song's called Raven VK Meteor, you have no idea what the hell that means. And I kind of like that, but I kind of wish I would have named it something different. And you know, I, here's the other thing I, I wish her the best. I have no ill will or any like anger towards this girl anymore, but she broke up with me at the time I was recording an album. Don't do that. This song is called uh, Raven VK Meteor. It's on Last Room on the Right, available by One-Eyed Buffalo on iTunes now. Also Spotify, all the CD Baby, all those different places. If you like it, go buy it. Everybody 
I think I was <laughs> just a little angry at that point in my life. I don't think I've been that upset about anything ever since, uh, mainly because I've been pretty much single ever since. Um, so, <laughs> but here's the fucked up thing: like on the new album, the next one, which is going to be called Twenty One Years. Hopefully, I'll get it out next year. Uh, by I mean by next summer. There's a song called Blue Michelle, which is about the ex from two and a half years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> that guy said, "Don't, oops, don't break up with somebody when they're writing an album, or ever if they're a singer and a musician who has recording capabilities, because you're going to end up on that shit, bitch." Um, <laughs> is Raven York down from the hills? Is Daddy still paying all your bills? Is my favorite line in that song. Uh, because with that girl, it was totally true. Uh, Raven York was, like I said, her little online porn name. And uh, she lived up in the hills with her parents at 30-something years old. And her parents were pretty decent in the oil business and paid everything for her. And, uh, yeah, it made me like not like her all over again hearing that song, which I've not listened to these in a long time. And thank you for listening uh, and sharing this stuff with me. I'm not here to talk about ex-girlfriends. I'm really here to pay tribute to Dave. And if you listen to that last song, the music on there, I don't think I did it justice, to be honest with you. Um, I was so grateful when I got those songs. It was so, that music in that song, I, I guess I did an okay job. People seemed to like it, but I, I something better could have been done, I think. And um, 
yeah, that song, the music that he did was so good. He was so, so damn good at stuff like that. Uh, I just, I remember hearing that one for the first time. I opened the email. I'm like, oh my God, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like what? What? Who are you? And I, I started thinking on the back of my head: Is he like downloading these from somebody else, or what? Well, he didn't, and I would never accuse him of that. But they were just so good, and he was just a master at putting together unique pieces of music and just throwing them at me for me to scream and bitch about stuff over. Anyway, um, let's go back to the first album. I, I think there's one song, um, probably me damning religion or something. I don't know. I was just a hot-headed little fuck that wanted to, you know, I had an outlet. I didn't have podcasts. There was no podcast back then. So I had these songs that Dave and I would write. And uh, here's a song called Looks Like. Um, it's on the Take It to the Yard album. Not available anywhere. If you want it, message me and I'll send you these first album songs maybe i'll put it on youtube just for shits and giggles or maybe i'll do a greatest hits album with whatever i have left over after this album uh upcoming so uh but this song's called look likes it looks like it's um it was a lot of fun to play live i remember i got really heavy after a while and it was one of the few songs that we uh kept when we became a heavier band so because we when we started playing live everywhere we just uh, with jason darling and mike Stray, we just became a much heavier band and uh, we kept maybe, I think we kept the first song we played, God of Life. We made that real heavy, uh, not real heavy, but heavier. And then we made this song uh, pretty heavy as well, even though it's a slower song. So check it out. Looks like.
so angry. And Dave with his magnitude of special effects that he added to this whole album. Uh, <laughs> some didn't work. Uh, others did. Uh, let's go back to the uh, Last Room on the Right album. You know, it, here's the thing about my writing as far as uh, vocals go. And I'm sure Dave would agree. Uh, I really want to capture something every single time I put words to paper. I want to talk about something that's real. I mean, these are snapshots. Maybe not that last song so much. That's just me, you know, being an asshole, I guess. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of that, too. But lately, in the last two albums, uh, the last one and the one coming out, it's, it's a lot of me just airing shit out, man. Like, just getting it out of there or just capturing it in a time capsule for you know to listen like i'm doing now uh years down the road and remembering what it felt like and remembering what i was you know upset about or happy about or or whatever it is um i want to play a song right now that everybody it's kind of everybody's basically favorite song on the album uh when i force people to listen to it uh, we've got good reviews on different platforms and stuff about this very song it's called happy uh, the the meaning behind this song was I was uh, in a rough spot. It was after a breakup um, with the meteor, you know, self porn girl, um, <laughs> uh, the daddy's girl. I uh, was kind of like I, I moved out. I was kind of nomadic for about two years, and I had my son at the time, and he was real young. Um, I mean, he was born in '07, I think, so he was maybe about four or five years old. And I, um, I just remember like I was in this predicament where I was staying someplace and I couldn't take him there and I, you know, he couldn't stay with me. I couldn't wake up and take him to school. I couldn't do, I couldn't be a dad. You know, I've learned a lot since this point. I just remember looking at him one time and just saying, you know, just, I don't know if I said it or thought it or what, but I just looking at him in the back window in his car seat in the mirror, just like. Like I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna do better for you, because you're the only thing that makes me happy. And uh, it's still true to this day. I still say that. I still think that. Where he's the only, literally the only thing that makes me happy, entirely. I mean, you know, this music. When Dave would send me emails, that would make me happy. It's when I talk to my mom, it makes me happy. It does a lot of things. Tacos make me fucking happy, but you know true and utter comfort and happiness is only comes from one place and that's my kiddo. So, and I felt like that, you know, all those years ago as well. So seven years ago. And, uh, I just remember writing this song down and just remember I, we had no place to go. I hadn't, I lived in, I think Denver at the time. And I just, uh, I couldn't take him with me. We didn't, I didn't have any money. I just remember we were just driving around and I'm like, I have no place to go right now. And I'll never forget that, that hopeless, worthless feeling. And, uh, you know, I wrote this a couple years later, of course, but I, I, like I said, I didn't forget that feeling. So it kind of comes out in this song songs called happy. This one's from last room on the right. You can get it now at iTunes.
slowly fade to rest with your hand in mine. cry listening to that song before and I've made myself cry listening to that song not to mention like right now you know it it wells me up every time it honestly does and with you know the true meaning of the song and now hearing that amazing music that Dave gave me to put those words over it's it's goddamn it's emotional to say the very least um Anyway, I don't want to be uh, moping. Nobody's listening this to hear, you know, Brandon slobbering all over a microphone and being upset. I just really want to share some of Dave's music with you and uh, pay a little tribute on, you know, Thanksgiving Day uh, or Turkey Day, whatever the hell you call it. I, I you know, it, it goes without saying that I wish I could just give him a call right now or even just be there. I, I mean, we talked about that, you know, this year. Hey, come out for the holidays. We we always made plans and you know, sometimes I would fuck them up and just, I couldn't make it for, you know, I'm busy filming shit or I'm on the road or I'm doing something with the, you know, it's, it's hard having friends when you're older and you have responsibilities and you don't love them any less. I didn't love Dave any less. I just, I always thought he'd be there, you know, for when things calm down, like, okay, fine. We're going to calm down. I'm going to come out and spend a week with you. We're going to knock out this album. That was always the plan. But, you know, alas, it <laughs> didn't go as planned. So I'm trying to think of a good song right now that really showcases what Day was capable of. Uh, fuck, there's so many that are just unreal. But I think in tribute to him, uh, there's a song we did called Ghost of Me that uh, when he sent it to me, I cried when I heard the music. I couldn't believe how good it was. Uh, it's, it's, it's just it's a touching piece of music. The lyrics I put over it were uh, basically just talking about my own self-conscious, at the, my own uh, self-confidence at the time. I had none. I had been something, you know, this semi-popular pro wrestler, musician, I've done a lot at that point in the, in the public eye, and I, at that point, though, I, mean, I was still wrestling and stuff like that. But I just I felt like no one was listening to me. I, I truly felt that way. I mean, wrestling was coming to an end. I truly felt like just nobody gave a shit about me, and I you know I often feel like that now. I bust my ass. I try to do so much 
for other people and, and you rarely get it in return. And that's not why I do things for other people, but it's just, you know, once in a while, all I want you to do is listen to this fucking song, watch this fucking TV show, listen to this podcast, read my son's book. I don't ask much. I offer a lot. So that's kind of what this song was about. I felt like I lost my voice. I lost, I was felt like I was invisible, like a ghost. So anyway, Dave's music's incredible in here. I'm pretty proud of the lyrics as well. So this song is called Ghost of Me.
cuts off there because it goes into something else like the next song. Um, <laughs> either that or I played the wrong version. Who knows? Anyway, that's a beautiful, his guitar work in there, unbelievable. It's just, he played all the music on there, every single bit of it. And, uh, I mean, come on. Why, why wasn't Dave, and I know it's not something he strived for, really, but with talent like that and melody like that and creativity like that, there's no reason, if he would have wanted it, there's no reason he couldn't have uh, just been a megastar at least in the background, writing songs for other musicians or something. I, uh, he was a magic. He was a magic. And let me tell you something about him personally. <laughs> ah, fuck, I see his face in my head when I'm saying this. So, um, personally, <laughs> he was like a, he was only a, two years older than me, but he was like a, like a big, big brother, almost like a father figure. I hate to say that um, because we're so close in age and such good friends, but I looked up to him because he always had everything together. You know, he always had a solution. If he didn't have the solution, that guy would figure it out. And on top of everything, he was just the coolest. I mean, <laughs> just the coolest, most like laid back, just kind of sarcastic, funny. I can't even put it into words. It doesn't make sense. Anyways, I'm going to play one more from the uh, the last album, uh, Last Room on the Right, because I'm not talking so well at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, you know, I want to play back-to-back the first two songs on the album. Um, they're really good, and I couldn't choose which song to play. So the first song is called Coming Home. It's actually a song that I wrote and kind of... Uh, just put it out there for him and said, Hey, can you, I kind of hummed out a melody. I think that's how this, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it's kind of, I kind of gave him a melody to come up with something just in that vibe. And he came back with something way better as he always did and, uh, gave it to me. And I put lyrics in, in, you know, the upstairs bedroom at his old, at his house in Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, and I remember he left for work that day and just taught me how to hit record and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I came back, and he was uh, he was really happy with it. I remember that. He said his exact words were, I thought you were going to do something good, but I had no idea it was going to be that good. <laughs> Which I think I replied with, yeah, thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, but that was, our, that was our relationship. And then, you know, that night we recorded it again. And uh, I loved singing into a mic with him next to me because he didn't bullshit me. He did, you know, if he said, nah, you can do that. And he talked like this, nah, you can do that better than that. And you're like, Brandon, come on, have another beer, you know, and whatever. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, Coming Home is the first one. The second one is something he had entirely written uh, musically. I, I think he actually recorded it in Iraq. He had his guitar over there and just a little recorder and just jammed out in the barracks and recorded it while he was in the army in Iraq. So, um... It sounded like a driving song to me. So, anyways, coming home was another song about my self confidence. Um, I, I just I wanted it back. I remember looking at my phone, going, "Wow, I used to be cool. <laughs> I want to be cool again." <clears throat> um, and that's kind of what the song is about. It's not about a girl. It's not about anything. It's about me coming back to being who I wanted to be. Um, when I heard uh, the second song that you're going to listen to, "This Road." 
it just sounded like that classic like uh, radar love like driving on the road song and I, when I was going up with the, when I was breaking up with that girl again in 2012 I I just I, I was driving home and I know she was leaving and she packed her shit and left while I was on the road at a wrestling event and uh, I just remember writing that song and a lot of the stuff you know the lightning on each side of the road is I'll talk about that song later let's get into coming home <laughs> I'm getting all Un- uncoordinated here and uh coming home is just like i said it's a song about um about myself and just wanting to be better than i was at that time Are you coming home? 
I'm left here staring out my front window Are you coming home? Are you coming home? Morning. 
So those are the two songs that started off uh, Last Room on the Right. Very proud of both of those songs. Uh, just listening back to them, I forgot how good they were. <laughs> like, it's been a while. Like I've not been able to listen to these songs since Dave passed. Uh, it's not easy. It's funny. You know, you think it's the first thing you would go to and just listen to them and just be grateful for the memories that you've had making these songs with them because it's just me and him. And, uh, I, and honestly, it's even right now, it, it's just kicking me in the nuts, man. But uh, I also forgot to mention uh, Pat DeLeon, amazing drummer in Detroit, played drums on uh, Coming Home, uh, the first song you listened to. And he also played in, on another song called Lincoln and Holden, which was about Detroit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of a dry throat. Um, yeah, those two songs are badass, man. That, that, that shit's radio worthy. I don't, I don't know. We we didn't push it. We just kind of. It's it, honestly, it's just something for us. You know, we would have given it away. To be honest with you, you can go on YouTube and listen to the whole album if you want to, and probably just download it right from there if you want. It doesn't matter. All the money that goes from that album, I don't even know where it goes at this point because it was under Dave's account. Um, I'm going to donate everything from the next album. So it's not about the money. It was just about me and him sharing a uh, time together, being creative, and just being able to listen to it ourselves and going, man, that was awesome. So, and we were supposed to do that again with this next album, which I'm going to play a couple tunes. Um, these are practice songs. He sent me the music and I basically just did a one take thing over top of them and said, this is what I've got in mind. I'll be up there when I can get, whenever I can get to Oklahoma and we'll record this shit. It was supposed to happen in June. I had to cancel for, uh, I have no idea why, I just remember uh, I was busy as hell. I think I actually had to hit the road and uh, go filming TV shows, and I had to cancel on him, and I and he died in July. So <laughs> I'm looking at my calendar right now going, I had all these six months before he passed away to just head down to Oklahoma. It's only a 10-hour drive, you know, just spend a couple days there and knock this thing out. We could have been done and released already, but... The worst thing possible happened in July, so, but, you know, I can't foresee that. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and play something. Uh, these are just practice songs. The production's not there. They're not mastered. They're not any of that stuff. They're just, uh, you know, ideas that we had. The music's really good on Dave's part, and I did my best to put on some vocals just so we could catch a glimpse of what the songs were going to be first song is going to be called Coco beach. Uh, it's about somebody I spent a week with in Coco beach with <laughs> it's simple as that. Every line of this, uh, song, it means something still really close to this person now. And, uh, you know, someday I'll release this song and maybe she'll like it. Tomorrow 
Cause tomorrow wasn't happening now The sun was forgiving It didn't peel away our skin But it made us know that we were alive We jumped in so quickly With everything against us We fought and lost against the tide Secrets Dave has sent me everything possible. He sends me a freaking beach song. He said, <laughs> where did that come from, Dave? <laughs> what was that? I heard it the first time I heard it. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And then it kind of hit me when I was listening to it 
through his talent and his creativity, it sparked an emotion in me and it reminded me of one of the best weeks I've ever had in my life. And it just it reminded me of the beach and it just reminded me of, you know, everything. And it, it, that's what he was able to do with his music to spark emotion. And that's what music is. It's not this corporate fucking overproduced bullshit that people are buying. It's not this mumble rap bullshit or this power pop bullshit. It's sparking emotions in people. That's what music is supposed to do. And if you're not doing that, you're not a goddamn musician. If you're downloading beats and pushing buttons, you're not a musician. If you're a DJ who plays other people's music, you're not a musician. You're just somebody making money off the industry. And you know what? Hats off to you. You figured it out. But the rest of us are going to try to learn how to play instruments and try to write music the old-fashioned way and spark emotion in people listening to it. Uh, This next song is called Bones. Um... It's, uh, it's, it was Dave's favorite that we put together. He liked what I did on this one better than he did any other song. Uh, it's called Bones because it's basically you're p- picking the bones of society, what's left. It's uh, a lot of lines in here. It's a very political song. There's a lot of political songs on this next album. There's also a lot of personal ones, um, which I want to play for you after this. But uh, I like the song a lot. It could have been a lot. There's a couple of flubs in here. Like I said, it's a, re- it's a rehearsal song. Here, Dave... This is what I have in mind. And he'd say, yay, nay, or let's work on it some more, or whatever. Anyway, uh, this song's called Bones. It's going to be on the next album. Wanna dance, but my legs are broken. I got a voice that everyone has spoken. I want to taste with everybody is choking on the bones of another dead regret. I've got the truth, but they all think I'm joking I can't sleep since I've been awoken To the bones of another dead regret I can feel it now, I can feel it turn around Can you feel it now? It's no longer underground can't hide anymore, you cannot ignore this sound Welcome everyone to the new day found I can feel it now, I can feel it come around bended knees as your house comes crumbling Put your weight on the door, but the bones keep falling out. Welcome everyone to the new day found. Medicate the children, then call them lazy 
with the profits and their profits over humanity. Pick their teeth with the bones of a non-regret. Listen to that music, man. That guy was completely unknown in the music business, and he could produce stuff like this by himself. I had nothing to do with the music. I'm just the guy yelling over it. We didn't have a chance to go back and redo the drums or do any anything. This is just, like I said, he sent me ideas. I sent him ideas, and this is what our relationship is. I live in Colorado. He's in Oklahoma. We talk all the time. 
but mainly it'd just be emails back and forth of just check this out. Hey, what do you think of this? And I'd call him, Hey, that was freaking awesome, man. Oh my God. Like, who are you? I remember saying that to him quite often, maybe not to him, but often about him. Like, who is this guy? Like, why? (laughs) He's so much, he was so much better towards the end of his existence than he is, was back when we were jamming together, like in 2000. I know that's 20 years. You better get better. And technology has gotten better. But he was so good. All right, so this next song, I'm, I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm just going to I'm gonna put it up there for you to listen to. And uh, this probably isn't the way I'm going to sing it. The song's called One More Memory. I originally wrote this song. Uh, he sent me some guitar chords, and I, oh, actually, I think I sent, I think I hummed this one out to him, and he sent this back, and it was again and again and again way better than anything I ever expected to come of it. But um, he, uh, if this one doesn't kick you in the fucking nuts, I, I really, I can't even imagine singing this. I originally wrote it for my son. Just something that he can listen to, and, and I hope he does. It's still about him. Just something you can listen to when I'm gone. It's just you have one more memory, you know, and it's... But since, you know, I, when Dave passed, and I started thinking of his daughter, who I've been friends with her entire life, to this day I said happy Thanksgiving to her, um, or happy Turkey Day, and I got a happy Turkey Day back. I love Taylor. But I started thinking about her listening to this song now, even if it is my voice, it's it's her father's song, and it's just this one's really hard for me now. I have to record this song again at some point in the next couple months, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, this one's called uh, "One More Memory." It's going to be completely redone. This is not. I'm not happy with the way it's sung, but it was just done to, like I said, give him an idea of what. Uh, what I had for it, so. And when I'm gone, I 
hope you'd still think of me I can't promise I'll hear you At least you'll have one more memory At least you'll have one more memory You'll have one more memo Man, <laughs> uh, that's not a album closer. I don't know what is. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> even those strings and everything at the end—that's all, Dave. Anyway, I think I've depressed the fuck out of you enough, haven't I? <laughs> I, know, I, know I've done a, I know I've done an amazing job at depressing the shit out of myself tonight. It's just one of those things, man. I, I want to share his music. I want to pay tribute to him. He was the best friend I'll ever have. And uh, I miss him very much. I'm grateful to still be in touch with his daughter. And uh, I'll always be here for her as long as I'm around. And I'm not for, you know, much for afterlifes and I know he's looking down on me and all that stuff, but wouldn't that be nice? I understand why people believe in that stuff because it feels good to think that I can still honestly through the entire hour plus I've been doing this, I I'm, I'm just see his face with that half little crooked <laughs> smart ass smile on his face. <laughs> he was... uh it was something else. I wish everybody would have been able to uh, not just know him, but just you know know somebody like him. And I hope you all have somebody like him. And I hope they're still around. And I hope you appreciate them. And I hope you're grateful them for him. And you know, on a day that's called Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for all the time and music and uh, memories and just that uh, brotherhood. I'm 
so grateful. 21 years, man. Not a lot of people get to be friends for 21 years. I mean, we used to walk all over Korea together. We used to, you know, <laughs> we, uh, just, I mean, literally, I'm being flooded right now with the memories, stuff I haven't even thought of in years. So, um, came down with the sniffles all of a sudden. So I think I'll go ahead and wrap this thing. And I appreciate you. Seriously, if you listen to this whole thing and you've, even if you just didn't even like the music, whatever, I, I just appreciate you so much. I'm grateful to have people interested in what we created together. And uh, I hope I paid a little bit of tribute to my friend. Thank you for listening and have a great uh, Turkey day holidays. I mean, I'll be back next week, but uh, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening, truly.